0: There is such a thing called conscious consciousness in terms of consciousness in terms of consciousness what consciousness is You're listening to explain the brain from the Mind Science Foundation This month we're doing a special mini series with neuroscientist Jim Fallon at the UC Irvine It used to be that Jim Fallon was just a guy he was maybe a little brusque, maybe a little overconfident, but he just about always won people over. He'd been with his wife since high school, had three kids, with a celebrated academic. And in the early 90s, he picked up a hobby of sorts. Some old medical students of his started coming by asking a favor. They'd show Jim a stack of PET scans, that's positron emission tomography scans,
1: of criminals' brains. And it was their way of getting even because I taught them neuroanatomy, which is torture to to first-year medical students. So their their thing is, can you come back and look at all these scans? We're doing these murders. So they said, what do you see? What are the parts of the brain involved?
0: Courts had just started allowing PET scans as evidence in criminal trials, and Jim became the guy you send scans to he could recognize the brain pattern of different disorders the way other people can pick out constellations in the stars.
1: I'm sent scans from all over the world, fMRI, SPEC scans, PET scans, and it could be murder cases, but it's other cases too, people with problems, and this is what I do. If they want me to look at something, I say, don't tell me what you have or what it is, you know, what that group is, and I'll tell you the traits, and I I can do this. This person is impulsive, they have a stutter, uh, they probably have problems with left-right uh, ability to discriminate, all these things like that. They have poor attention or they're dep- you know probably chronically depressed. You can You can see it in a functional scan.
0: Jim took special delight in picking out the likely psychopaths.
1: Well, a psychopath is a, a human that is a predator on other humans. If you had to put it in Yiddish, I get a psychopaths the opposite of a mensch. They're exact opposites.
0: Psychopathy doesn't formally exist in the DSM, the Bible of psychiatry. It's seen as an extreme form of something that is in there, antisocial personality disorder, which most psychiatrists see as incurable. The DSM
1: doesn't offer any treatment options. I worked with a neurologist who was a pediatric neurologist in the late 70s. They'd been studying circadian rhythms. And he followed kids from the time they were born. Up through their teens and beyond. So, he, and he said something because we were doing something completely different. We we're doing very fundamental neuroscience, and uh, he, he just brought up. He goes, you know, he, he goes, I can tell a, a kid is a psychopath from the time they're about two. And we, wow, 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 what? He goes, yeah. He said, well, how do you know? He says, well, because I follow kids over the years. He was old enough so he could he could see them running through their life. And he just tied up certain ways the kid looked, the way the kid looked through you. And he said, they're, you know, very early on. And that always stuck with me. But the whole
0: reason he had the PET scanner in his lab was to look at other kinds of pathologies. Psychopathy was not a primary pursuit.
1: It wasn't even secondary, tertiary. It was quaternary. But it was still a pattern in the brain. And since I was looking at, you know, schizophrenics, depressives, Parkinson's, all sorts of disorders, uh, this was just another thing and the most minor.
0: And at the same time, we're now around 2005, Jim was doing a gene study
1: on Alzheimer's. So we did the study, and at the end of the study, we had all the patients done, all the Alzheimer's patients, and we needed more controls, fast. And so I said, look, I'll get my family in. Okay, this was the error, I guess. If you <laughs> seems it seems
0: like error. an ethical issue.
1: Well, it, it is, and this, I mean, it became a big ethical issue. As it turns out, it, it goes on.
0: He did brain scans and gene tests on his brothers, his mom, his aunt, his wife, his kids, and he goes to look at the results.
1: And as I was looking at the data, we got the scanning data first from the PET scan, and a technician brought him in, put him on the table. And I had I was still working on the kind of the finishing touches on the circuitry for the murder. So I had this big pile of printouts of the murder scans. And uh, so I, I, I quickly looked through them.
0: And you knew the Alzheimer's pattern, too. At
1: the oh, time. yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew the different Alzheimer's, different schizophrenic patterns, different depra- You know, I knew all those different patterns, and I can see them pretty quickly. And so I went through and It was good, 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 good. I went all the way through the pile, and they all looked normal. I got to the last scan, and I flipped it over, and I kind of just, you know, kind of chuckled. I, I didn't know if the technicians were teasing me or what. Really, because I, I called him in. I said, "This one's clearly in the wrong pile." I said, he, "This PET scan is so abnormal; it's one of the murderers, right? One of the psychopaths." And they go, "You you,
0: you thought know. they were playing a joke on you?"
1: Well, it's not uncommon for people in labs to, you know, this is how you beat the boredom between the meals, right? Is you know, you play tricks and everything. But anyway, I said they the two of them came in. I said they said, "No, no." I said, well, "Go check it. Go check the PET scanner. Go check the computer, the database, and everything." And they came back. About an hour, and they said, "No, that's one of your family." Well, what the scan was showing was like the worst case of the psychopathic killers I had been looking at. It didn't have any of the other damage. You know, it looked like a very like a high functioning psychopath because the upper part of the brain was really lit up, the kind of the cold cognitive part, but the whole bottom part of the brain, this limbic system, it turned off completely, and that looked like the worst pure case of a psychopath. So I had to go in and peel back the, the tag to un, uncover the name in there. Because at this point, I said, there's somebody walking around. as shouldn't be in society, you know. Uh, it could be quite dangerous, even if it's one of my family. I was trying to guess who it was. Who did you guess it was? Well, I didn't think any of my family were psychopathic. You know, we got some hotheads, but nobody that I would consider psychopathic. None of my brothers or anybody or so it didn't make any sense and certainly I was I'm okay you know I'm a completely normal regular guy and and so when i peeled it back there was my name so the that was the joke was on me
0: what was your reaction
1: oh i just i laughed i absolutely laughed the the, the technicians kind of giggled nervously cuz they know i'm kind of clowning around kind of guy and and but i i just laughed cuz i you know part of it was like i get the joke
0: was there ever a part of you that thought maybe the pattern's wrong maybe the pattern yeah maybe the pattern that i think is a psychopath is is wrong it's not that i'm a psychopath
1: yeah yeah and and so after i stopped chuckling after you know maybe 30 seconds the next just like you're saying the next immediate response reaction was my theory's wrong
0: he told his wife about what his scan showed she (laughs) said she wasn't surprised which seemed within the normal range of teasing one spouse gives to another. And he moved on. And this part's kind of hard to believe, that he'd get signs he was a psychopath and just brush it off. But he said he had too much other stuff going on, stuff that felt more important. His lab was busy with Alzheimer's and schizophrenia research, some experimental treatments with adult stem cells.
1: So in the ensuing year and a half or so, finally, all the genetics came back.
0: These were the gene tests from the same Alzheimer's study he'd put his family in.
1: And the same thing happened. So we had all this nice, even mix of different alleles of different genes that didn't look like they were related to any disease state or disorder. But the last one, again, I just happened to be at the bottom of the list for the data sheets. It was, I think it was just random. And all these alleles came up, and there are all these, uh, at that time, maybe 10 warrior genes, that is, ones that are associated with aggression and violence, and I had every one of them.
0: Which was a pretty strong argument that the earlier brain scan was saying something accurate. Jim had all the copies of this key genetic marker for psychopaths, this so-called warrior gene.
1: All of them. And 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 people who have none of them are they very passive people? You know, they're just unbelievably cool and calm and collected and everything. But anyway, for all the traits that are associated with uh, psychopathy, besides aggression and violence, there are, there's a group that codes for the kind of empathy. You know, there is not just one empathy.
0: There's emotional empathy, where you really feel someone else's pain.
1: This is what you look for in a mate, in a best friend, or a sister, or a brother. In they move emotionally with you up and down.
0: And there's also cognitive empathy. This is something psychopaths have, where you can identify others' feelings, but you don't feel them yourself.
1: So there are brain patterns that you can see in the scans that are associated with different kinds of empathy and also genetics. And I have all of those that are associated with cognitive empathy, not emotional empathy. And it explained a lot friends always used to come to me for their problems. And, and a lot of friends do, still do. They come to me. And the thing is, is that I can listen to it and I don't cry with them or laugh with them. I just try to analyze it and then come up with a rational answer.
0: That doesn't seem like being, a, like fully being a psychopath. No, just it's not.
1: That. That's, the, that's the thing about these personality disorders like, you know, psychopathy is that each one of these traits if you look at it, is, is a normal part of a spectrum of low to high.
0: Another couple years go by, Jim's still kind of brushing off the whole psychopath diagnosis. But he takes these formal psychopath tests. There's one called the hair test, one called the psychopathic personality inventory. And the tests agreed with Jim's PET scan with his gene readings. He was on the psychopath spectrum, definitely borderline.
1: And that's when I came back and I I said to my wife, I said, you got to come straight with me, what do you really think of me? And I did that for my kids and then my family, my brothers and and everybody and, and my best friends, you know. And the, and the psychiatrists who knew me—I know a lot of psychiatrists, neurologists. It's my, you know, I'm in the business kind of, But they all said the same thing. They said you're not there emotionally at all. You know, you're just not there. You said you come across as really caring and you're friendly and all that, but at the heart of it, you're not there. You're not in the room.
0: <laughs> did that surprise you when they said, "Oh yeah, we can see it"?
1: Well, they, uh, yeah, it did surprise me. It, 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 because it told me that I wasn't—I I was not analyzing myself the way other people see me at all, the other people who really know me, you know, family, non-family, different ages, different genders, completely agreed.
0: And they agreed borderline psychopath?
1: Well, they just agreed that i they went through what I do, and they said, you know, one is no feeling or emotion. And that's that's a tip-off. There's no empathy. There's no, I can walk away. I can walk away from you. You know what I mean? It's just, they usually walk away. And it's, it's in a very, what would you consider it an abnormal way?
0: I mean, why hadn't they told you before that they thought you had, had. these qualities? You know,
1: on some of these, they said, I've told you this before. And I said, I thought you just said, oh, Jim, you're crazy. They said, no, we didn't say you're crazy. You're saying you do these things and they're really bad. I just interpreted them as being like, oh, you're crazy nut. I did. Because I've gotten that one like anybody does. Did that change
0: your perception of
1: yourself, that people thought this of you? Not really, not really, because, you know, in the end, after all this was, people told me this, I didn't care. I said, I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit. I, I really don't care. And I don't. I, it's, it's like enlightening, right? It's an interesting thing. It's like, oh, isn't this interesting? And I get to take it further by manipulating myself. It was a new game. So I. I is, that, is that part of it, though? Is that part of. Well, that's what my you know, two of the psychiatrists told me. This is part of. She said that's the problem. You don't care. It's not like you just don't care. You really, really don't care. And I don't. But it, it, it affords now an opportunity. So I thought to myself, I, I, nobody can beat this because nobody's ever beaten personality disorders, you know, who's a teenager or adult. No, nobody's ever come back from this. And so I said, but I can do it, you see. I'm so good. I am so smart. I'm so good. And I have such a will that I'm the one that can beat his own psychopathy. So that, was, that became the new game.
0: How Jim became the borderline psychopath who fights his own psychopathy? Next time on Explain the Brain, I'm Audrey Quinn. If you want to learn more about the Mind Science Foundation, go to MindScience.org. You can find Explain the Brain on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Please do take a minute to review us on iTunes. It helps other people find our show.